All right. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Today is the day I fulfill my promise, <coughs> which I think is just great. It's fantastic. I said we were going to read the whole law, and then we were going to practice judgment. And now, if you see, I've labeled each section, right? So you can see what was the judgment made by a person and how their judgment, the judgment that was made, is kept and sustained even after they die. So it's not like U.S. presidents, right? When this president make a rule, when he's out of office, all of his rules go in the garbage and then this guy gets to make a whole new different set of rules. Mm. So it's not like that. So this is a different where it's bonded, right? So this is why we forbid him from making a whole bunch of rules, right? Because we have to keep the ones that our forefathers already made and sustain those. Those judgments are permanent. They are fixed and upheld. So now you can begin to understand what a judgment is. So the reason why we don't eat shanks. Don't eat a shank because Mosai said that because Jacob was inflicted in wrestling the angel. We don't eat the shank. We don't eat the hip bone. Okay. Doesn't matter how you feel about it. Mm. It's what we, we just don't do. So you need to understand that. There's many other laws like this, right? As we get to the chapter, what chapter we left at 17? Yes, 17. So there's many other laws like this, but it is imperative that you just begin to recycle and re go through these laws because the only way to soften a hard heart is by listening to this repeatedly. Every time you go back around, you're going to see a new word that you missed. It was read, mm -hmm. but you just kind of missed it, how it just sits there. Mm -hmm. Right? So. After this law is finished and the expression of these words and the reviewing of the first ones, when we close today, the covenant will have been renewed because mm. it's renewed based upon the expression of the words. So I've expressed to you the 10 words and the definitions and explained through the journeyings and how the law was taught. And I've also gone back from the beginning and told you what the end would be all the way through the first ones. And now we are here at the encampment of Rephidim. I've explained to you everything, the standards, the signs, the locations, and where we are to be and why we are to be here. So if you don't accept, you don't accept. But after this, you all will be guilty.
you'll be guilty of breaking the law. You'll be guilty of not accepting the truth. You'll be guilty of speaking against the Most High and His Word. You will be guilty. Just letting you know, because then after this, the Most High's judgment may proceed as he sees fit. So, good luck with that all. You know what I'm saying? I got other stuff I need to do. You can go ahead on starting now. Uh, Exodus 17.2. Okay, chapter 17, verse 2. And the wicked of the people contended with Musa mm -hmm. and said... Now, this word contended, right? Yes, sir. Is it, you know what that is? Yes, struggle to surmount a right. difficulty. Right. So mm -hmm. you see that? Compete with others in a struggle to achieve something. Mm-hmm. Mm. You see? Assert something as a position in an argument. Wow. See? So they're trying to get Moses to work for them. Right? So they're contending with him. They need Moses to see things their way. They need Moses to do things the way they believe is correct. They are speaking against him. Let's see what Moses has to say about it. Give us water that we may drink. And Musa said to them, why contend you with me and why tempt you before Yah? So the, the, Moses is asking them a question. Why are you trying to contend with me? And why are you tempting before the wrath of the Most High? You know he does not allow this. This disorder, this, this disgusting behavior you have come accustomed to, it stinks in his nose. He doesn't like this. So let's see what happens next. But the people were athirst for water, and the people murmured against Musa. And said, why has you made us come up out of Mitzrayim to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? Now, obviously, Moses did not bring them up to kill them in the wilderness. The problem is they're trying to box him in to make him do what he wants them to do under the false accusation of trying to do harm to the innocent. So if we can control the, what's the word I'm looking for? They're saying if we can control the, the narrative, right? That's the, that's the new age way you guys like to say it. By controlling the narrative, you can manipulate Moses into doing whatever you believe fit. And you, you know, 
they always use the same tactic, the same words to manipulate. Well, try to manipulate again. I mean, they always use every time they get back in the corner or they want something and they're not getting what they they're want. They're bringing up they Egypt. Bringing up they bring Egypt. up the old. Yep. And how much better it was than where they are now. Yeah. Because they feel like it's that what we have is supposed to be better. No problem. So let's see what happens. And Musa prayed before Yahya saying. What shall I do for this people? Yet a very little, and they will stone me. And Yahya said to Musa, Pass over before the people, and take with you some of the elders of Israel, and the rod with which you did smite the river, take in your hand, and go from the face of their murmuring. Behold, I will stand before you there on the spot where you sawest the impress of the foot on Horeb, and you shall smite the rock with the rod, and therefrom shall come forth waters for drinking, and the people shall drink. And Musa did so before the elders of Israel. And he called the name of the place Temptation and Strife, because there the sons of Israel contended with Musa, and because they tempted Yahya, saying, Doth the glory of the majesty of Yahya truly dwell among us or not so they're provoking and it's about water now water is really not the issue here mm -mm. the issue here is about control yeah right who's going to have it what way and according to whose vision and how things are happening and all of these are coming out to be tests against the children of Israel, because the Most High is building up cases about who he going to get rid of. And on what account? Uh, yes. You see? All right, continue. And uh, Amalek came from the land of the south and leaped on that night a thousand and six hundred miles and on account of the disagreement which he had been which had been between Saul and Jacob he came and waged war with Israel and Rephidim mm -hmm. so now here in Rephidim Amalek comes up and he's going to now wage war and attack the children of Israel. And what happened? And took and killed some of the men of the house of Din. For the cloud did not embrace them because of the strange worship that was among them. So he was able to take some because 
they had strange worship among them. Now, worship is lifestyle, right? So they were still doing Egyptian things, Egyptian ways from their coming out. And since they were that way, then they were not covered by the Shekinah. Uh, uh, uh. So they got taken and they got killed. They were vulnerable because of their disobedience. They weren't vulnerable because of anything else other than their own rebellion. Wasn't there something similar to this with Din and back in numbers with Laban and Balaam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought so. Because they, they kept smuggling. They're a little idol. Oof. Right? Even they don't have the, the, the physical embodiment of it in their hands. They have it in their, hearts. in their hearts. They still believe in the astrology. They still believe in the sun and the moon and the stars and the worship of such. And Continue. And Musa said to Yahushua, Choose such men as are strong in the precepts and victorious in fight. Okay, so now Moses says, You need men, but you're going to need men that are proficient in two categories. Yes. They are strong in the precepts of the law and performing it and they can fight. Mm. Right? You strong in precepts but can't fight? No, not you. You can fight but you're not strong in precepts, not you. You have to have both. So this reduces the number in which Joshua can go with. Wow. Continue. And go under the cloud of glory. Wow. And set battle in array against the house of Amalek. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow I will stand prepared with fasting with the righteous fathers of the chiefs of the people and the righteous mothers who are like the hills. With the rod with which the miracles have been brought from before Yah in my hand. Wow. And Yahushua did as Musa had bidden him to wage war with Amalek. And Musa and Aharon and her. Hura. Hura. Yes. So now Moses, Aaron, and Hura. Went to the top of the height of the mountain. See, this water. Let me introduce everybody to water. Okay. So he was the head of the house of Judah in the coming out. Right. Remember, they kill him in the golden calf incident. Mm -hmm. There's the water they killed, but he was standing strong in the beginning. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't wicked. Like the rest of the bunch. Continue. And it was when Musa lifted up his hands in prayer that the house of Israel prevailed. And when he rested his hand from praying, 
that the house of and the hands of Musa were heavy because the conflict was prolonged till the morrow and the deliverance of Israel was not prepared on that day and he could not hold them up in prayer on which account he would have afflicted his soul and they took a stone and placed it under him and he sat upon it and Aharon and Hura supported his hand this the one and that the other and his hands were outstretched outstretched with firmness or fidelity in prayer and fasting until the going down of the sun. Now he had to pray mm. all day. Mm. This this here is intense. Right? Now he's held because of this, because of the instruction that was given. Yes. And so now Aaron and Hora have to hold up his arms while he's in the battle mm. against Amalek. And? And Yahushua shattered Amalek mm -hmm. and cut off the heads of the strong men of his people. By the mouth of the word of Yah, with the slaughter of the sword. So now he gets rid of them with the slaughter of the sword. Great. And Yah said unto Musa, write this memorial in the book of the elders. Ah, so again, I said the elders is the scribes. They have to write down the stories of the journeying forth and the coming out, right? They also have to learn from the teacher to reorganize and rewrite the sections, the parashah, the six ordinances of the law, right? The six Mishnah, right? Yes. And it's called the what? The, write this memorial in the book of the elders. Ah, so the elders have a book that they have to write. Yeah, that were of old. Right. Wow, so this, this is, is an attachment to the book of Yasha. Wow. Mm. This is a continuation of Yasha. So Yasha don't end here. It continues. Chronicles, right? Mm. Kings. Right. 1st, 2nd Samuel. These are the, this the book. Of the, it's one book. It's just a very long. And everyone at his chapter. Continue. And these words in the hearing of Yahushua, that blotting, I will blot out the memory of Amalek from under the heaven. And Musa building an, builded an altar and called the name of it, the word of Yah 
is my banner. All right. So Yah is my banner, my ensign, my standard. And it is fitting since he is of the house of Levi. Yes. Right? They don't have uh, anything except for the actual tabernacle itself. Right. So the, the actual word of the Most High is their banner. Continue. For the sign which he has wrought in this place was on my behalf. Now this is on behalf of Moses, and this is the sign he wrought in this place on Moses' behalf. See, it's the in sign, the sign given. Wow. And he said, because the word of Yah have sworn by the throne of his glory, that he by his word will fight against those of the house of Amalek and destroy them unto three generations mm -hmm. from the generation of this world, from the generation of the Mashiach, and from the generation of the world to come. All right. So three generations. So we got to deal with these people. Mm -hmm. Still yet two more times. Yes. Right? Deal with them here. I gotta deal I gotta deal with them and then they get dealt with again in the world to come. In Yithro, Prince of Median, the father <coughs> of Musa. Okay, so you see this? Yes. This didn't happen when we were dealing with Tamar. No. Most high called Tamar called uh, Judah's father-in-law his a friend. Yes, he did. When he was with uh, the Adulamite uh, yeah. daughter. Yeah. He, he, he said, yeah, yeah, this your friend. Yes. No, no, no. Yes. But over here. Yes, yes. This Yetro mm -hmm. who teach Moses customs and traditions and shepherding and everything else. And he come in and he say, this Moses father-in-law, this is sanctioned. Mm. See, you went from not sanctioned over here to sanctioned. This is how this works. You see what I'm talking about? So there, there is a very, you have to be very careful who you're calling family and friend. Yeah, it's you not so much. You have to know the difference. It's not so much as like, like, like just being careful, just that you lost. You don't know who you're joining yourself to. Mm. And you're joining out of emotion, right? Mm. That's the popular thing today. Oh, love, I love, I love. And it's not like that. So mm. it is what it is. I'm just telling you that because, you see, Midian is also in covenant. Yes. This is an in a covenanted family. Mm. They are within the bonds of the covenant. So it is a sanctioned. Wow. You continue. Is she finished 18 anymore? No, I, I stopped that father in law. That's what I thought. Heard all that y'all had done for Moshe. Mm -hmm. Can't hear you. Huh? Can't hear you. What was that? Heard all that y'all had done for Moshe and for Israel, his people, and that y'all had brought forth Israel from Israel. And Yethro, the father in law of Moshe, took Zipporah, his wife, whom Moshe had sent back from him after mm -hmm. going into Mitzrayim. 
and his two sons, the name of the one of whom was Gershom, mm -hmm. because he had said, I am a dweller in a strange land, which is not mine. And the name of the other, Eliezer, for he had said, the Allah of my fathers was my helper and saved me from the sword of Pharaoh. And Yethro, the father-in-law of Moshe, and the sons of Moshe and his wife came to Moshe at the desert in which he was sojourning hard by the mountain upon which the glory of Yahweh was revealed to Moshe at the beginning. Uh-huh. And he said to Moshe, I, thy father-in-law, Yethro, have come to you to be a prophetite. So now you see. Yes. You see what I told you? Yes. After Moses does what he's supposed to do, what he said he was going to do with his people, and he showed back up to Yethro's mountain, Yethro look at this and says, this Allah, no, no, you teach me how to walk in this power here, because I see the righteousness you talk about. I see it. You perform the deed. Moses didn't go around, I'm a Moses and I'm a blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. I'm doing this. And... You go into uh -huh. see it, and then not even Moses asked him, he asked Moses because he can see where you cannot. We'll be back after this. All right, so Yetro can see you can't. Okay, so let's see what Yetro has to say. And if thou wilt not receive me on my account, receive me for the sake of thy wife and of her two sons who are with her. So now, this the part Yetro understand that our people ignorant about. Uh -huh. Moses has the right to reject. You see? Yes, he does. He has the right to reject. Yes, he does. Huh. You have to understand this law. Okay? You come in, you ask him to be a student. Moses has the right of rejection. The teacher has the right to reject the student. And it don't count against the teacher for not accepting for whatever the reasons the teacher may say, no, something is not right. So Jethro gives Moses two accounts. He says, listen, if not for this, for my sake, because I have not been 100 with you. Uh, right? This Jethro talking. He knows he hasn't been a hundred with Moses. Right. But instead of the history we have, which is a little dirty, mm -hmm. 
for the account of your wife and my grandchildren on their account. Let me be with you so we all together as one people. Uh, and let's see what Moses does. And Moshe came forth from under the cloud of glory to meet his father-in-law uh, and did obeisance. Obeyance. Here's this obeyance again. Now Moses goes and gives honor to Jethro as his father-in-law. Mm. I am under you. Yes. You are the greater to me. Mm -hmm. And kissed him and then made him a student. Disobeyance, you know, this is a sacrifice. So they're making the traditional sacrifice, they're making lamb, they're making everything. Then what? And they asked of each other's welfare. <laughs> they, the, he cared about each other. What's, what's happened since you left this and this, and how were you about, and what happened? And, and they care. This is this is a close relationship, and they came where to the to tabernacle, the house of instruction. They came to the tabernacle, the house of instruction. So even when Moses' father is the one to learn. And go to school. He accept. No, no, you're teaching me like this. If you, you, you guys don't understand this. You don't. This is deep. But you think you know. If I can recite something, and I can make a connection you never see before, and you gain some little spark of knowledge, you think that's deep. This deep. Yeah. Because of the connection. Because of the intimacy. Mm. Because. He can see better than the people he rescued right, what's going on. about what is happening. Mm -hmm. The children of Israel is sitting in the shadow of death at all times because of the Most High testing them because he could see the rebellion in their heart and they don't see Moses as he is. They don't recognize his level. They don't recognize how the Most High is with him. Yetro, the Bedouin, sees his great people come up and he's like, stop everything. Listen, teach me this service to Allah uh -huh. now. Uh -huh. Yeah, I showed you the customs and traditions, but show me this service that make this happen and you destroy them because I heard the word. Right. <laughs> 
Yes, sir. Show, show me. This deep. Because yeah, we just left Rephidim and the Most High making war against the children of Israel in Rephidim where they was complaining about the water. Remember that? Then when they win the water, nobody want to talk no more. But remember, before the water, they was uh, talking against Moses, against this. Now they get to the place and they see the preparation that is made. And uh, now we discussing what we have to do here. And Yethro can see the Most High with Moses and he have no contention for him. But back when Musa was with Yethro, he, he got the staff, then, you know, he had the visitation, he went to his father and said, look, I got to go back to Mr. Ayin to deliver my people, and then to witness it and to see uh -huh. for his, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, wow. Continue. And Moshe recounted to his father-in-law all that Yehah had done to Pharaoh and to the Mitzrayi on behalf of Israel, all the hardship they had found in the way at the Sea of Sup and at Marah and at Rephidim, and how Amalek had fought with them and Yehah had delivered them. And Yehah rejoiced over all the good which Yehah had done unto Israel. Whoa! Look! He's rejoicing. Mm, celebrating with him. Continue. And that he had given them manna and the well, and that he had saved them from the hand of the Mitzrayi. Mm. And Yethro said, Blessed be the name of Yehah, who hath saved you from the hand of the Mitzrayi, and from the hand of Pharaoh, and hath saved the people from under the tyranny of the Mitzrayi. Now have I known that Yah is stronger than all gods. For by the very thing by which the Mitzrayi wickedly would have punished Israel by drowning them in the sea, upon themselves came the punishment and being punished in the sea. Okay. Continue. And Yethro took burnt offerings and holy sacrifices before Yah. And Aharon and all the elders of Israel came to eat bread with the father-in-law of Moshe before Yehah. And Moshe stood and ministered before them. And the day after the day of reconciliation, Moshe sat to judge the people. And the people stood before Moshe from morning till evening. And the father-in-law of Moshe saw how much he toiled and labored for his people. Now... The father-in-law saw how much work Moses put in. You see that? Mm -hmm. Moses' his teacher, Jethro, the one who teach him the customs and traditions, he know how much work Moses put in. And what he say? 
And he said, What thing is this that thou art doing to the people? Why do you sit alone to judge, and all the people stand before you from morning until evening? And Moshe said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire for instruction from before Yah. When they have a matter for judgment, they come to me, and I judge between a man and his fellow. Man and his fellow. Now Moses has to do the judging between man and man, this and this. Right? Mm -hmm. And what does Moses do? And make them to know the statutes and the law of Yah. And he makes them to know the statutes mm -hmm. and the law. The, the what to do and the how to do. What chapter is we in? 18. You mean to tell me Moses doing this teaching of the law and we not at Mount Sinai Horeb yet where the most I give him the tablet to stone? Hmm? No? So before we get the congregation gathered to the mountain, the whole time Moses is here instructing them in the laws, customs, and traditions to get them to walk in it before you get to the mountain so you don't appear before the Most High dirty, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Cleansing. Mm. So he starts the cleansing process before they get here. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yes. Mm -hmm. Cleansing began when they could come out. <laughs> so for the seven years Moses has taken to get to this point in the eighth year. He went through cleansing himself. He had to get clean himself. And they just starting, which is why they are constantly stumbling and jabumbling. Yes. Wounds and bruises. Because they're not clean. Yes. They've just begun the walk in which Moses has had already seven years to complete. Continue. And the father-in-law of Moshe said to him, this thing that you are doing is not well ordered. And now Moses' father-in-law is about to this the, this Jethro, the proselyte, now he's going to now teach Moses another traditional application which is necessary for the ordering of the people. Uh. So now we're getting ready to have sheikhs and sultans. Yes. You see? Yes, sir. Imams and... This head of family, this the shake of this family, this the shake of this house, this Abu Sharia, this Hamza, this Hura, this, and he's getting ready to make smaller divisions and set them in order so that he just have to speak to a core group. Right. And they get the same message down to the last man. Yes. Continue. You will verily wear yourself away. Mm -hmm. 
Aharon also and his sons and the elders of your people, because the thing is heavier than you are, are able to do by yourself. Now hearken to me and I will advise you. Hmm. And may the word of Yah be your helper. Wow. When you are with the people who seek instruction from before Yah, you should take their affair before Yah. Mm. And give them counsel about the statutes and laws. Make mm. them understand the prayer they are to offer in the house of congregation. Oh, they need to understand the prayer. You gotta. You don't know about the salah. Oh, I got it now. We gotta work on this. Like I've been saying, right? Yes. Right. Got yeah, So you gotta teach them how to go in to the prayer and the statutes and the laws, the what to do and the how to do it, and which also means what are the what are the punishments for doing it wrong and what is the reward for doing it right. <sighs> what else? The manner of visiting the sick. The manner of visiting and caring for the sick. You see? Yes, sir. It sits right there. Yes, it does. Right? Of burying the dead. Yeah, burying the dead. This is a process I don't want to get into right now, but this is something we're going to get into in the future. I'm not. I'm not here to make a cemetery right now, but you know, later on, I understand that this is something that has to be done. What else? Of being fruitful and doing good. Being fruitful in doing good. And in the work and process of justice. And in the work and process. See, justice is a process. Yes, it is. It's not an end result. Yes. Just because you do wrong doesn't mean you instantaneously get death today. There is a process that must be meted out. And what else? And how to conduct themselves among the wicked. So we're not eliminating the wicked. We have to know how to conduct ourselves among them. So regardless to what the wicked doing, stop looking at it. Mind your business. They wicked. The wicked is wicked. Yes. We don't have to worry about what the wicked is doing. Yes. You see? Mm -hmm. We need to know how we conduct in the me in this equation. Well, what is you doing? What are you doing? How are you conducting yourself? How is it you let this wicked person do something wicked and then it caused you to commit wickedness? That's, that's an interesting thing. That's an interesting dilemma. Well, I felt this kind of way, so I did this evil thing. What? Why would you corrupt yourself? Why would you corrupt yourself having an emotion about something you're not involved in? Mm. See? Yes, 
I hear regularly all over, you know, social media, how everybody feel about some wicked thing that has happened or that they saw, and everybody's looking for the Most High to judge it. The Most High told you to judge it. The law and the judgment is given unto us. But you don't want to exercise those judgments. You want someone else to exercise it for you. Thereby, you can track the guilt of being associated with the wicked. Yeah. Mm. They really don't want to judge. That is so true. Yeah, they'd be like, no, I'm not judging. That's God. I'm judging. I'm sitting here judging. This is all about judgment. Right. Because we adopted the custom of our enemy that has taught us. You don't judge nobody. No, you judge everything and everybody, starting with yourself. That's the problem, though. Yeah. They don't want to do themselves, Selves. so they don't want to judge other people. So yeah. now this brings you into an unlawful state. So now when I say judge, you have this law by which to judge with. And learning the process of judging the custom and the traditional practices of it will make you wise. Right. Because this book is jumping to conclusions. Okay? Commit adultery, death. Oh, okay. Well, there's a process in between here. Yeah, right. Right? We know it's telling you the end of the road, but how we get there yeah. See? So learning the process is what is necessary. Continue. Of being fruitful and doing good. Not in. And then the work and process of justice and how to conduct themselves among the wicked. But you should elect from all the people, men of ability. Men of ability. It says, you, who's doing the electing? Musa. Ah, so the head of the house is doing the electing. Yeah. And he is being given this training from his teacher, Jethro. And he tells him, you select. Mm. You have the power to select and elect men of ability. Meaning... It can be a man who think he have the ability, but when Moses look at him, he says, no, that man ain't getting elected. You don't understand authority. You don't understand. How the Most High is with his anointed one. The actual power is the power of choice, of election, of selection within a certain guideline and parameter. And the Most High will not honor anything outside 
of that parameter. Right? You don't accept Moses. Moses may yet tarry with you due to his parameters. Moses don't accept you and you are dead. You see? You understand? So the price of Moses' decision, it weighs heavier because your life hang in the balance. He has to do what is necessary for you to have life because the Most High put a certain parameter upon him in choosing him. However, he don't have to put up with your foolishness and should he decide when he decide to release you into your own foolishness, you the one suffer, not Moses. The Most High will not come and speak to him about it. Continue. Who fear ye Upright men who hate to receive the mammon of dishonesty. Upright men who hate to receive Money of dishonesty, the mammon of dishonesty. Mm. This not difficult to find today, you know. Mm. This not difficult. It is you you don't know what this look like. I do. <laughs> I do because I hate money. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. Like I despise it. It's. First, all right, let me give you an understanding, okay? So every king have the ability to create the money of his people. So it's a made thing. It's made, right? And it can be what you want. If you want coin, you can make coin. If you want paper, you can make paper. You, you make what you want, right? It's according to... Whatever instruction your angel has given you. So I have an instruction to to create, literally, money. Not the Bitcoin kind of thing, just real money. I have an instruction. So I, I hate money because of the dishonesty that people put in it and behind it. They give it, a th- uh, they give it an authority and a power that it don't have. Because I know what it's supposed to be used for. Mm. Right. It is as well as your hatred for money. What we know of money is because it's not what you created. No, it's just it's how people use it. Okay. Right. We'll be back after this, and I'll explain how people use it. Mm. All right. So. The reason why I don't like mammon is because people believe it have a power, and it doesn't. It is a created thing for trade, commerce, and economy, right? Meaning there's a hidden value behind it that you may exchange things with it, right? So... I'm supposed to just be able to travel very far 
And I can put anything behind the money. It can be wheat. Okay. If I have this value of wheat, I can exchange it into this same value of money, then travel with the money, and then I can convert it into another thing of equal value. Just weights and measures. You don't have that. You guys actually believe like the, the, the printed paper is valuable. And then you give people this paper and you think this person, because he have a lot of this paper, that he now has a better or increased value. And he doesn't. And then he thinks he can bribe somebody by putting enough of this paper on the table that, and there's nothing behind the money. Right? I cannot take the money and go get back the gold. Yeah, because well, American money, debt is what's... De debt is nothing. Yeah. Okay? I owe you. All right. <laughs> it's nothing. Right. There is a wish behind it. Wow. So if I'm sitting around and I'm passing you a note of debt, listen, I got this from the bank. I owe the bank $100,000. Take this, and now you owe the bank $100,000. How are we passing debt? I don't want that. Keep your bills. Mm. Right? You pass it around like the electric bill. Here's an electric bill for you, and uh, no, this is foolishness, and this is your American system from finances. You're passing around debts and bills, and nobody has nothing behind it, so you're not really even buying anything. And then when I tell you, take advantage of this foolishness and take that money and buy back resources and land, because after the dollar collapse, these resources, this land, and this food will feed you and the nation for years to come and turn back into wealth and produce for you more wealth than what you paid for it for over the time as you grow and develop in it. You look at me cross-eyed. Hmm. What? I think you're being scammed. Now, what do you, what is, nah, man, you need the money. No, you need the land. But the kings all buying up the land, all trying to possess the land, and they got the people chasing nothing in this money that they print up. <laughs> and continue. And super appoint them to be head. See that? Hold on. Super appoint. You see that? So there is an appointment and then there's a super appointment. Mm. Right? So you have, I can appoint anyone within a family to be a head of a family to rebuild a house. However, there's a super appointment to be heads. Heads of what? Thousands. Heads of thousands. Of hundreds. Of hundreds. Fifties. Fifties. And of tens. And of tens. Mm. So now you can see, Right? How you get rank and file. But what is this? This is what I was talking about when I started this class from the very beginning. You have to set up the administrations. You have to learn nobility and noble administration. 
many various departments, many various different aspects, taking many various different needs of the people and spreading it out so that each one receives its care, its dedication, and one doesn't outweigh the balance trying to be a priority when it doesn't need to be in the same space. In the space where I deal with judgments of the court, I don't need to be dealing with in the same space the judgment about women. Women need another space. This way they receive the attention that is needed so that it doesn't become a problem while it's being consumed by legal issues of the court. Mm. You understand? Yes, sir. If we have an agricultural issue, I need to have a space, a ministry dedicated to that to solve its problems, its issues, and its needs. And what happens next after he super appointed these men? And let them judge the people at all times huh. and every great matter bring to thee. But every little thing, let them judge themselves that they may lighten the burden that is upon thee. So now he establishes a level of what each newly appointed each newly appointed person has the authority to make judgments upon and he divides out and he limits what they can judge upon based upon what skills, expertise, experience, lawfulness. Mm -hmm. Right. Skills, expertise, experience and lawfulness. Meaning that you may have the skills to be a farmer, but if you don't understand how to do it lawfully, you're not going to be super appointed. The farmer who understands lawful ways of doing things is going to be the one super appointed. He may have less experience, but he is more understanding of how the law actually functions. So now his lawful this propels him ahead of the one who's been farming longer. So now the little judgments, they can judge themselves. And then he has th these matters. This comes before me and I'll be the final say so on it. Continue. But every little thing, let them judge themselves that they may lighten the burden that is upon thee and bear it with thee. If you will do this and exempt yourself from judging every case, as Yahya shall give you instruction, you will be able to continue to hear them. And Aharon also and his sons and all the elders of this people will resort to the place of judgment and peace. Ah, so Moses, Aaron, and the elders... So the elders are students. They don't know this. They got to come in and learn this and begin to function in it. Mm -hmm. This is the commandment of the Most High given to Yetro. Yes. Now, Moses get to pick which elders going in and which not. He have a choice. Now that Moses has received this advice, let's see what Moses going to do. 
And Moshe hearkened to his father-in-law and did all that he had said. And Moshe selected able men from all Israel and appointed them chief over the people. Ravens of thousands, 600. Ravens of hundreds, 6,000. Ravens of fifties, 12,000. And ravens of tens, six myriads. And they judged the people at all times. A hard case they brought to Moshe, but every light matter they judged it. And Moshe parted from his father-in-law, and he went and himself made proselytes of all the children of his land. In the third month of the exodus of the sons of Israel, from the land of Mizraim on that day, the first of the month, came they to the desert. For they had journeyed from Rephidim and had come to the desert of Sinai and Israel and camped there. Pause. So Moses listened and followed the instruction with exacting precision. Yes. And every barred case or every hard case that was difficult, they brought it up. So you started from the lowest court and you bring it up to a higher and a higher court, right? Until you can say, oh, no, this has to go to Moses. It's too high. If we make a mistake here, uh... Uh, sin can come to many people, so we don't want to to deal with this. This have to do this, and there is an order made. You see, and Moses left from his father-in-law, and he went and made himself a proselyte of all the children of his land. So Moses learning from them. And they learning from him. Why? Because since Moses is dealing with the Most High directly and has now eight years of experience walking with the Most High, not how you think. This is a reality that you're missing. Now Moses is able to share in a way and in a manner and they can see the evidence upon him. Mm. See? Yes, sir. This year eight. Mm -hmm. And now we go into the third month of the Exodus. You know what this encounter reminds me of? You know how you always share how you, your teachers say to you, you will have to go this way. Mm-hmm. I will have to go this way, but we will meet in the end. In the end together. together. And so here he brought you the customs and the traditions. And then when it comes to the law and how it is meted out and the walking from day to day, in that time, when we come together, yeah. he is ready. Yes. They're waiting for you, you the one disconnected. Yeah. So here we are now at the third month of the Exodus, at Exodus chapter 19. 
On that day, the first of the month, came they to the desert. Mm. Right? Continue. For they had journeyed from Rephidim and had come to the desert of Sinai, and Israel encamped there in the desert of one heart nigh to the mountain. Mm. And Moshe on the second day went up to the summit of the mount, and Yeol called to him from the mount, saying, This shalt you speak to the men of the house of Yakub, and instruct the house of Israel. Okay. Oh. Let's see what the Most High told Moses to say to the men. Yeah. What did he say? Your song. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's your song. Oh. Wait, there's a speaking and an instructing going on. This yes. Two, two things yes. happening. Speak. And instruct. And instruct. Woo. Okay, let's see what the Most High said to say. You have seen what I did to the Mitzrayi and how I bear you upon the clouds as upon eagles' wings from Pelusin to take you to the place of the sanctuary, there to solemnize the Pashka. And in the same night brought you back to Pelusin, and from thence have brought you nigh to receive the doctrine of my law. And now if you will truly hearken to my word and keep my covenant. If you will truly hearken to my word and keep my covenant, you shall be more beloved before me than all the peoples on the face of the earth. If you hearken, hearkening mandatory prerequisite, that means you hear, you do. Not you hear, you contend with me. Okay. He told him that he brought him nigh to receive the doctrine of my law. It's the only doctrine there is. The only doctrine. And he said, and now if you truly are. So you can hear the doctrine of the law and not even hearken. Right. And guess when it comes into effect? When it's instructed. Right here. It's like this. See? Right there. And the, the See, verse 5. Read that again. And now, if you will truly... And now. Now. Because we finished in today. So now. Right now. If you truly hearken now, because you've heard all the law, if you've been here from the beginning, you'll know now at the close, this is the extension and the expression of the covenant, which was expressed upon Sinai to bring you in. But you must listen and hearken to all these words repeatedly every day. Until you gain fullness of understanding and to remove the hardness of your heart. Or you can die. Continue. You shall be more beloved before me than all the peoples on the face of the earth. And before me, you shall be crowned kings and sanctified priests and a holy people. 
These are the words you shall speak to the sons of Israel. Oh, because Moses have the power of super appointment. Nobody has that responsibility. Uh, oh, well, some, I, I know you guys are a little shocked by this, right? See, there's this little, there's this little matter of a birthright that I have. And now that it is in, given and entrusted to me, I can do the same. Mm. See? Mm. King's priest, this not difficult for me. You know, there are those that are and will forget that it is you that has the authority to appoint. Yeah, they forget this all the time. Not for anybody else to do. They can't do it. It's not in their appointment to do it. No. Mm. You know, there's those that forgot I was the one who appointed them. Mm. And can unappoint. Yeah. The, the, oh this not difficult. I'm going to stay in my pay grade. I ain't even going to Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, stay in my pay grade. They forget. Yeah, they definitely got their feelings hurt on that one. Mm. Mm -mm. Wow. There, there is a lawful instruction to do it with spec specifications. And if you lose your loyalty, your honor, or your integrity... You lose the crown. You set it down. That's why you have to constantly purify your heart to adhere to the instructions, not feel. There's no time for that. Continue. And Moshe came that day mm -hmm. and called the elders of the people and set in order before them all these words which Yah had commanded. Uh-huh. And all the people responded together and said, mm -hmm. All that Yah has spoken, we will do. All right. That's what they said, right? That's what they said. That's what they said. That's what they said. That's what they said. Okay, continue. And Moshe carried back the words of the people before Yah. Okay, I'm going to tell them. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, notice the conversation. Yeah. The conversation is the Most High talking to Moses and through Moses to the people. The people is simply being included in on the conversation. You're being included in on. But the conversation you're having is with the Most High's principles. Ain't, ain't, ain't no, <laughs> yeah, y'all come and talk to the people. He's talking to Moses. Moses. And Moses is talking to Right. Yeah. Right. And then he's told Moses in service is passing the message. Why the Most High talking with Moses? Because Moses clean. Mm. 
We'll be back after this. That part. <laughs> All right, we back. So Moses is clean. He's not like everyone else. They fresh out of Egypt. Moses has been cleansed seven years learning the law, customs, and traditions on this same mountain he is bringing these people to. Yes, sir. Right? Listen to Sheikh Talarad. This is what they're calling me. You don't know what Talarad is, but just listen to me for a second. Trying to help you. Not all of you. One in every ten. The rest of you, the other nine, eh, just, eh. don't even worry about that. This fuel for the fire. But one in any ten will hear and will do over the next 40 some odd years. Okay, the rest, not necessary. Continue. And Yahweh said to Moshe, Behold, on the third day, I will reveal myself to you in the depth of the cloud of glory uh -huh. that the people may hear while I speak with you and may believe in So you want the people to hear Mm -hmm. I want y'all to do some ear hustling. Mm -hmm. I want you to hear while I talk to you, Moses. Yeah, he's not talking to the people. He's talking to Moses. <laughs> told you. I told you. Oh, my goodness. You know, something they can go past you mm -hmm. and talk to you. Yeah. No, you can't. Moses, I am not talking to you. You dirty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You dirty. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to purify your heart yet, and yet you're trying to get to the front of the line. For what? Smiting? Mm. Continue. Continue. That the people may hear while I speak with you, mm -hmm. and may believe in you forever. And Moshe delivered the word. Wait, and believe in Moses for how long? Forever. Ever. Mm. So you never leave from this book. This is the foundation of everything for us. Every instruction is in here, and you all refuse to even get into it. You refuse to accept the understanding from your forefathers before you repeatedly. And then you wonder why your condition never healed. Okay, this now what we just read. Mm -hmm. He said, on the third day, I will reveal myself to you in the depth of the cloud of glory. Mm -hmm. That the people. Uh-huh. So him revealing himself in the depths of the cloud was so that the people may hear while he's speaking to Musa. Yes. And that they may believe 
it wasn't for them to believe in Allah, but to believe in the messenger that it means sent. So this don't need your belief. Judge, you never needed it. It never needed it. It's not a requirement. It don't need your belief. It ain't about belief. But it's for you to take heed of the messenger. Follow the instructions of the message. So you're going to have to have a messenger. You're going to have to have a person to guide you and lead you in the way. Yeah. It ain't for you to do it by yourself. No, you cannot. You can't do it, especially when you're dirty. Listen, right now they're on Yethro's mountain, so even Moses could not do this uh, by himself. He had to come to the place where there was a provision prepared before Moses come before the people. Go ahead, continue reading, continue, continue. And Moshe delivered the words of the people before Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Yeah said to Moshe on the fourth day, go unto the people and prepare them today and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Let them wash their raiment and be prepared on the third day. Third day. So this now Shabbat is the seventh day of the third month. Okay, this Shabbat, right? And so everybody must be prepared to come up and meet the Most High now on the seventh day of the third month because they're about to have a week-long wedding festival renewing the covenant unto the Most High. This is Shavuot, the one in the fall. There is another one that happens in the springtime with the first fruits. But this first fruit came out in the fall. So there's a, a preparation mm-hmm. and a washing of rain. Yeah, yeah. You know, Before. Yeah, yeah. You not don't come up here dirty, like dirty, dirty. You you bad enough. You come out here and you have the stench. Of Egypt on you. And this is all before the Sabbath. Yes, yes, before the the, the Shabbat. Because they this is happening on the Shabbat. Mm-hmm. Continue. For on the third day Yah will reveal himself to the eyes of all the people upon the Mount of Sinai. Mm-hmm. And thou shalt set limits for the people that they may stand round about the mountain. Okay, we're going to make a little border. It's nice. And shalt say, Beware that you ascend not the mount, nor come near its confines. Whoever cometh nigh the mount will be surely put to death. All right, so don't come to the mountain. You'll die. Continue. Touch it not with the hand, for he will be stoned with a hailstone or be pierced with arrows of fire. Whether beast or man, he will not live. But when the voice of the trumpet is heard, they may go up forwards. Toward the mountain. Okay, so when you hear the trumpet, you may go forward toward the mountain. But don't touch the mountain. Okay, there's a border. Don't 
across the border. Respect the boundaries. Respect boundaries. Okay, and what happened? <coughs> so they went down that day to the people and prepared the people and they blanched their clothes. They washed them in cold water. Continue. And he said to the people, be ready for the third day. Abstain from the marriage bed. So now, listen. Get yourselves ready and uh, don't touch your wife in this time. This going to make you unclean. What? Even you don't know the law, when a man's seed goes forth from him, he is unclean. Yes. And the woman is also unclean. This unclean, not like uh, dirt on you, disease or something, but you're just unclean, okay? It's accounted as uncleanness, and now you need to stand before the Most High clean, no touching, and this a time. Hugging, kissing, this okay, but no sex. Right. Continue. And he said to the people, be ready for the third day. Abstain from the marriage bed. And it was on the third day, on the sixth of the month, in the time of the evening, no, time of the morning, that on the mountain there were voices of thunders and lightnings, and mighty clouds of smoke, and a voice of a trumpet exceeding loud. And all the people in the camp trembled. Mm -hmm. And Moshe brought forth the people from the camp to meet the glorious presence of Yah. Mm -hmm. And suddenly Yah of the world uprooted the mountain and lifted it in the air. And it became luminous as a beacon. So he picked up the mountain and got behind it and lit the whole mountain bright. And they stood beneath the mountain. So they're looking at the mountain, you know, from the angle. It's not directly overhead like this. They're looking on the angle. No man can see the Most High, and the Most High blocking them from seeing him with a mountain. Go ahead. And all the Mount of Sinai was in flame. And the mountain was burning. For the heavens had overspread it, and he was revealed over it in flaming fire. And the smoke went up as the smoke of a furnace. And all the mountain quaked greatly. So the mountain shaking and a quaking is trembling at the most high's presence and the clouds going up like smoke pillars of fire. Yes, yeah, good sign. Keep going. And the voice of the trumpet went forth and grew stronger. Then Moshe spake and was answered from before Yeah with a gracious and majestic voice and with pleasant and gracious words. And so now the Most High greets Moses. And why is the Most High talking to Moses with gracious and a majestic voice and with pleasant and gracious words? Because Moses did what he was supposed to do and was silent 
about it. You see that? See? I'm dumb. I don't open my mouth. Right? See? The word dumb is to be absent of speech or unwilling to speak. In the face of the Most High, Moses don't have too much to say. He's not the fool. Because the fools, the Most High don't talk to. They on reproach. You can sit and you may hear and listen, but do not speak. You are unlearned. Continue. And Yahweh revealed himself on Mount Sinai upon the summit of the mountain. And Yahweh called unto Moshe from the summit of the mount, and Moshe went up. And Yahweh said to Moshe, Descend, and warn the people, lest they come directly before Yahweh to gaze, and many of them fall. The priests also who approached to minister before Yahweh must be sanctified, lest Yahweh destroy them. So now the priest also must be sanctified. So he told Moses, the mountain's now up in the air. He told Moses, hey, Moses, go down the mountain. Tell these people, do not come up here. Why? Why the most I don't trust them? Easy, because when he tells them, take the manna just for today and not for tomorrow, they take it and save it. Then when he says, take the manna and take it for two days, they don't want to do this either. They're going out to look for manna the next day. You have proven yourself over very small instructions that you're foolish. Continue. And Moshe said before Yeah, the people cannot come up to Mount Sinai mm -hmm. because you did instruct us, saying, make limits to the mount and sanctify it. And Yeah said to him, go down and then ascend, you and Aaron with you. But let not the priest or the people directly come up to gaze before Yahweh, lest he slay them. Well, you think the most hard saying vain words? Let's find out. Continue. And Moshe went down from the mountain to the people and said to them, Draw nigh and hear the law with ten words. Ten words. Yes. We have made it to Exodus 20, and you know what happened, right? Oh, yeah. The two sons, Nadab and Abihu, they went up the mountain. It resulted in a latter death in the process, and now we have made it to chapter 20. So now you can go all the way back and start again in chapter 20, and now you have this to compare. You have completed the first <laughs> cycle, right? And you have finished your first full and complete hearing of the law if you have gone through 
with us. So I'm done. I fulfilled it. Now I brought you into the covenant because I've expressed the fullness of the law and its understandings from the beginning. Now you can begin to be judged. And you can begin judging. But only judge from this law. Right. Not another book. Mm -hmm. Okay? If you need a copy, go to the website, get the copy. If you're ready to come out to the land and you're ready to start building with us, feel free to do so and join the sanctuary. Send your money before you come. Okay? I mean, get your flight, get your tickets. We have no problems picking up people from the airport. But send your money before you come. Yes. Don't come without it. Otherwise, you won't have a place. Then you'll have to waste your money on another place. And then you'll still be looking for somebody to create something for you. Don't be foolish. Follow the instructions. Send the money and come. Okay? We have to buy land. We have to buy houses. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be done. So we have to make the exchange. Right? We're going to have to buy some tents eventually. Because I know there's going to be some people that just... They're just going to need a tent, all right? There's a lot of people coming, so we have to get some fields and some tents. And it's summertime, so they'll be, they'll be fine. We'll make sure we get some electric out there and something to get them going. All right? One step at a time, one day at a time. Anybody got anything to say today, peoples? These are your folks. Sis? <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel kind of good because... I've now made another completion. <laughs> so I feel kind of good. <laughs> now I can get back because I was trying to multitask that don't work. Uh, so um, I had to prioritize some things. So I've now completed this one thing and now I can go back to my next thing and be working on it. But I've enjoyed. This has been great. Great, great way to end. <laughs> great way to end to have the clarity and have the understanding that there is one teacher, one messenger, one who's received the instruction, one who executes the instruction. And by understanding that, you know your place. You understand your place and you walk in your place. Humbly and ashamed because we're all guilty. <laughs> so one step at a time, one day at a time. This is the finale. I'm so glad yes. this is over. Ooh. Okay. Oh, I got I figured out how to say it nicely. <laughs> okay, you know. Take your time, go through the classes, allow it to clean your heart. And just accept where you're at. Do not say that you got it because you do not. We're not perfect by any means. It is a daily thing that we have to practice. So day to day. Your time. It's okay if you're not where you think you are. Allow it to do what it needs to do. That's all I got to say. Yes. Okay. Yes. We're done. Especially you women and men. Both of y'all. Yes. yes. Together. Yes. All right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So I see those who get off the plane. <laughs> I know those phone calls are coming. Come be a brava. <laughs> we stuck at the airport. <laughs> I know. 
Yeah. So that happens. Yeah, that does. It does. Often. Yeah. Believe it or not, yes, it does. Every year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Year number eight. Well, now it's. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm closing eight, but the world is in nine. So we're going to get started on this next feature. Yo, Ali, man, it's time to wrap it up. Yes. Come on, brothers. <laughs> come, come, brother. Okay. Time to wrap it up. So I know with the word of the most high, I'm going to go before him in prayer now. And we're going to close out this chapter. And I'm going to bring whoever we got back. And uh, we got a lot of stuff to do. So we're going to let the most high release the funds. And uh, I'll see you guys on this side. One step at a time, one day at a time. One. One.